love you. Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes. There's plenty of room. Happy to see you. As always, come and join us. I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I am the Faceless Leon. This is a podcast about movies and... Hello! About movies (laughs) and TV called Green and Faceless on the Couch. And we are here again with the Potato Pick. So if you I don't just realized know, also that my microphone's gonna be hitting my necklace, so I'm sorry on your end. That's gonna be annoying. Okay. Not to the not to the couch potatoes. They won't it's a different microphone they that they're right. hearing. It this is But for you, I just realized I'm sorry. We are sitting next to each other with on noise, a big old couch. Yeah, on a big old couch with noise canceling headphones and microphones <laughs> just for that. Just so we can hear mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. But it's a potato pick. It's a potato pick. And and we have a new patron uh, with a suggestion. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> Brad. Thank you, Brad. His name is Brad. Thank you, Brad. <laughs> Not my dad. Maybe my dad. Be my dad. Brad. <laughs> Meet my dad, Brad. <laughs> um. So... <laughs> Uh, thank you, Meet My Dad Brad. Um, this is <laughs> your first suggestion that has uh, won the potato yes. pick. And thank you so much for your support. Uh, you are very, uh, I will say. Also a very new patron, so thanks for joining us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. We always appreciate more patrons. Uh, get out there, tell your friends, tell your family. Um, you know, yeah. even if you just want to have better chances of your ideas winning the potato pick like this. Right. Um, you know, you can just like sign people up you know right i'm not saying that you <laughs> should do it but you should do up. it okay uh yeah. yeah so get a get a clipboard go out to the streets and just like <laughs> ask people for their email addresses and then just you know if we haven't made it obvious in. this is a patron inspired episode <laughs> from patreon.com slash green and faceless so if you do want to join up and support the show that's where you can join us and you know at a certain level you can make suggestions and then we vote on it publicly and this is what was voted Indeed. on for this month so, and um yeah. if you want to vote on it yes you do have to put your email address you do have to kind of sign into the thing but you don't have to pay us no, no the, that's the, public the is voting is perfectly free slash yeah you business. just have to yeah you just have to give patreon your email address which you know it's still not a bad thing you, there might be other shit out there that you want to uh you know, patronize, yeah, yeah. Um, or patronize. I mean, uh, you, it, <laughs> if you take part in art, you know, it is worth considering patronizing the artists. And and this is coming exactly. from me as you know, not just as an artist, but somebody who would love to be able to patronize, um, you know, other artists, other artists. But yeah. I, I don't, I frankly, don't make enough to do so. Besides, occasionally buying no, an art really. piece, I do buy art sometimes. I do, yeah. I do love local art. Uh, yeah. Pretty much everybody in my life who is an artist, I will buy your art. Just let me know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and if you just a have a art that you deem ugly that you don't want, <laughs> I'm sure I could either put it in my home or find a home for it. So <laughs> That's wonderful. Okay. so But yeah, Brad. Brad Thank has you, suggested Brad. some... War movies yeah, today. We have a genre smackdown. You know, I'm. I was thinking about it, 
I don't think we've done a war movie before. And that we have, have we've we? done. Um, God, I can't remember what it was, but I mean, there's, there's, there's got to have been I, something. I don't know that we did have. I mean, unless it's like maybe, a sci-fi maybe. war movie, I, I cannot think of anything. Like, I'm pretty Fuck. sure we watched 1912 before this show. That is true. Yeah, we did yeah. do that. And that's the but last like, one I kind of uh, remember seeing with you. Have we not talked like? Uh, I guess we didn't do Saving Private Ryan. No. I, hmm. I think this Man. is one of the first war movies we have done, and that kind of surprised me because it's a pretty um, uh, big genre. It's a pretty big genre with some really rich and uh, you know historically interesting yeah. stories. So, They're just depressing, man. They can be depressing. <laughs> yes, it's about people killing each other. That's that's true. Um, war is hell. War is hell. But I do think a good war. Mo- I don't like it when it's like you know necessarily glorifying war. But right, right. The, you know there is some very interesting narratives in our history as as the yeah. human race. Um, yeah, and I feel like these two movies do a decent job, like, um, cause we're talking today, we're talking The Bridge on the River Kwai. Right. Which is an epic. I will say um, one great, does great. a very good job. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing, is Bridge yeah. on the River Kwai, the war is very much there. It's very yes. present. It's very, it's not glorifying it. Um, no, it's showing you a lot say. of the horrors of it. And then in the other movie we're talking today, Kelly's Heroes, which we'll start with, um, Kelly's Heroes, though, the war is kind of in the background. It's there. Yeah. It's very much there, and it is an obstacle to be overcome, but it's mm-hmm. not being glorified. It's not, you I know, specific. Not, but I I feel like, and we'll get more into it, I feel like uh, Eastwood and his crew are a little bit uh, glorified mercenaries. Oh, yeah. 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 So they kind of are not. Uh, glorifying the the action and invent- and adventure aspect of war. It, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like uh, I was talking to my dad about this. Uh, dad, not Brad. Brad, Brad, Dad. <laughs> um, he is. <laughs> he is. Uh, you know, we were talking a lot about heist films mm. and he, the reason he suggested these movies you know is he likes um one he likes Clint Eastwood's earlier stuff sure um he likes some of his later stuff too like there's some really good rules that he's done um you know in the modern day but like it, it, his older stuff is you know great Dirty Harry Kelly um like all of these you know he played a lot of like war hero kind of yeah. or silent hero well, and then like you know, the good and the bad and the ugly western movies yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was always the man with no name he did that great but like he liked this heist film because it was a heist film before like oceans 11 and all that kind of stuff sure you know it was a fun fun little heist set in a war no women involved it, I... it's all the boys <laughs> down in the yard <laughs> It, it is i will say that it was interesting i had yeah i've never actually seen a heist movie in a war setting before so for that right yeah it it was good, good call good call yeah yeah so what's what's jump in to kelly's heroes then with our let's synopsis do yeah i'll try here okay um you start off with uh, Kelly, played by Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. He's behind uh, 
I don't know, German lines. I can't remember. They're in yeah, France. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Um, but uh, it's it's German-occupied France right, at the time. Right, They um, uh, They go behind enemy, enemy lines uh, after... Well, actually, they it does start up behind enemy lines, doesn't it? Because they... Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're in this... he's behind enemy lines. He's already captured this German... This Nazi. We can commander, Nazi. whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can't say Nazi, you're right. Yeah, they already captured this Nazi commander... Um, who I think is like, I, I feel like I saw, like, I was researching his role a lot because he looked very familiar. His name is Colonel Donkampf, mm. or Dumkampf, um, played by David Hurst. And he has such a familiar looking face, but I, I don't recognize I know him David, anything. Like, I know the name David Hurst or something. Right? It, it seems like it's a name I should recognize, but I was looking through his filmography. I'm like, no, I don't, nothing jumps out as being like very obviously like, oh yes, I would remember him. Like it says he's in Hello Dolly. I know I've seen Hello Dolly. I don't remember anybody huh. in that movie. Huh. Boys from Brazil. Uh, again, I know I've seen Boys from the Brazil. I can't tell you who's in real boys from Brazil. I just know it's about, you know, Brazilian Hitler. Maybe <laughs> I t- <laughs> uh, maybe it's just like a name that uh, <laughs> our parents know or something. David Hurst? Yeah. Hey, he's Nazi guy. That's what it seems like. He seems like he's Nazi guy. But yeah, here Clint Eastwood's captured him, drives his Jeep out. I surprised you because I told you before we watched this that... Um, my dad watched this movie a lot. Yeah. Me and my, my brother and I watched uh, had to watch a lot of war movies <laughs> with this man. And, and one of them was Kelly's, Kelly's Heroes. And uh, not to be confused with Hogan's Heroes. Jesus. <laughs> Too many heroes in World War II. But Kelly's Heroes, you know, it has this very um, iconic song uh, that I knew word from word once it started playing. And you were just like... Wow, you really do know this song or this movie, don't you? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, we, we watched this quite a lot. I can't remember the title of the song. I'm trying to find it. Oh, yeah. You, um, you knew it, though, right away. Burning Bridges. Oh, okay. Burning Bridges by Mike Curb Congregation. It, it, that song started. I sang it all the way through. It's very, well, not all the way through. I don't know the third. Um, yeah. Whatever yeah, There was one part where you're like, yeah, I don't know this part. <laughs> yeah, I don't know this part. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, Clint, Clint brings David Hurst back to uh, his area where all of his people are at. Telly Savalas is uh, the, the commander in charge, Big Joe. Yeah. Um, Telly Savalas, we've talked about, uh, as you reminded me, he was the George Lazenby well film <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, for the James Bond movie. It was kind of funny because I was just like, man, I know Telly Savalas or something. And then like, his helmet came <laughs> off and you were just like, oh yeah, he's the George Lazenby one. I was like, oh yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, he is Blofeld. Yeah. But yeah, Big Joe, I don't know why they brought the commander back. Clint Eastwood had a reason for it. And his reason was he knew that there was gold um being held somewhere behind enemy lines yeah i and thought he wanted to steal it i thought that he kind of discovered that with the um the dankoff guy on accident like yeah he, f- he, gra- he found this lead bar and uh found found out that it was just kind of the lead was just kind of yeah. painted on and it was a golden bar and so he yeah, got dankoff exactly. to tell him where the bank was where the where and how much it's Gold. like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was it's like 14 million dollars worth of gold or something like yeah that. 
millions of dollars of gold stashed away in a French bank right. by the Germans. Yeah. And and Clint Eastwood's like, yeah, I want to get that. And it's, it's really hard to know with Clint Eastwood's acting whether at the beginning it was an accident. Because right. it's like, I could never tell. I've seen this movie a lot. I don't know if he went behind enemy lines to grab that guy because he knew he had this knowledge. Right. Or if it was a complete coincidence, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. fucking know. I don't know. It's hard to tell with Clint's acting. Like the man, he's not a good actor. I'll be honest, guys. He's not. <laughs> he's the a very actor. stoic actor. He, he, he's he's a gifted. <laughs> he he has talent. I will say that he has talent in acting. He has talent in directing. He's not great at either of them. <laughs> um, okay. Hot take. I know. Come at me, Scott. <laughs> Please, please, Scotty uh, would come at me. <laughs> God damn! <laughs> just, just because you want to see Scott? <laughs> no, I would love to see Scott Eastwood. That man's handsome. Yeah, he yeah. looks like Clint, but when Clint was good looking, <laughs> and hadn't talked to an empty chair at the Republican National Convention. Oh no! God, that's a shining moment. Clint Eastwood's greatest moments in life: good, the bad, and the ugly. Talking to an empty chair at the RNC. Like, oh my god. It, it, high, heads above the best thing he's ever done. So maybe funny. Maybe he was rehearsing. Anyways, you know? <laughs> maybe. Maybe he had a plan. Nobody understood it, though. No, yeah. It just seemed like a man was having a stroke uh, on stage. But Clint yeah. finally talks pretty much everybody in this uh, d- troop, division, whatever you want them to be called. Right. To come along with him behind enemy lines to to steal some gold, right? Um, and some of the important members of that troop, you got Don Rickles, right? Very big one playing crap game, crap probably the game. funniest person in this movie. That is true, like, but he doesn't get to be super funny. Like Don Rickles is so fucking funny, right? And he does have that one joke though. Like I can't remember what, what it was, but there's that one scene where he's in the office on the phone, yeah, and he's just like <laughs> hanging up the phone. You and I were laughing a lot at that. Scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He said, "I think he picked up the phone and um, and he, and he's like, I think it was something like, you haven't even heard what I have to say yet.' <laughs> it was like, yeah. what do you mean, no? You haven't even heard what I have to say." <laughs> That's right. It's 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 good stuff because it's just like my family, my brother and I, we were raised on Mash, the television show Mash. Sure. And uh, and even the movie Mash but with different Mash actors, is which very funny. One of them we'll talk about the time. Yeah, it is very funny. Uh, and and there's a lot of humor in Mash of like Radar Klinger mm-hmm. being on the um on the the the, radio. the com the community yeah. you know the radio. Thank you. And like arguing back and forth with people over the radio who they're friends with because they you know they radio each other all the time because they right. have to, but it's just like it's it. There's a lot of good humor made over the radio, and I feel like Don Rickles just nailed all of that in one <laughs> scene. It was so good. Like I don't remember yes. the scene. I remember the beginning of this movie. I remember the ending of this movie. Everything in between is just muddled garbage. Like it was but so. Of Mash, it was so oh, well timed that like that one joke that he had that i felt like it had to be an ad lib that they decided to keep because that's what don (laughs) humor is is just you know rifting and and ripping you up (laughs) yeah in the nicest way possible (laughs) and it's kind of weird because like if if i had looked back on this movie and thought like who was the funniest part of this movie i would have said donald sutherland as oddball yeah um who i'll come to next but it it really is just don rickles like don rickles nailed this fucking role right right um but but speaking of mash donald sutherland played hawkeye in the movie mash 
Um, he plays oddball here as a kid. I died laughing at, at oddball. Like yeah. he was funny to me as an adult. I don't get it. Like it, it's kind of weird. Like it, it, yeah, there's moments so where it's like, funny. He, I mean, they say that he's into the beatnik culture, but like, yeah, yeah. he definitely feels like he's drawing whatever it is from the, the 1960s, uh, you know, yeah. subculture. And I'm like, he feels like an anachronism. What is going on? Yeah, it's like this. I feel like this character didn't exist in in this setting. He's an oddball. He's ahead of his time. He is an oddball. Like, he says, stop sending out those negative waves, man. (laughs) I'm using that, though. I'm running with that for the rest of my life. Like, that was good. Like, get out of here with those negative vibes. Yeah. yeah. But he said waves. So Here's that, my dog impression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, like, he's always making way much. Like, he has his own group of people. And he's always making yeah. way too much noise. All the time. Yeah. Always. Like, it's always. like a fucking parade whenever these guys come through. Yeah. And he is a very and he's driving his giant-ass tank. Yeah. He is. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they put, uh, like, a metal tube around the cannon of it to make it look like it fires a bigger round uh just to intimidate and all different sorts of stuff like they have like noisemakers on the tank and shit it's so weird (laughs) um they shoot paintball yeah paint paint it (laughs) yeah i will say though like this is one of the youngest i've seen donald sutherland because i've never seen mash fair um and uh that's a good one yeah i'm surprised you didn't recommend mash um but next month maybe maybe <laughs> we'll find out what brad has for us donald really looked like keith or sutherland in this one i felt right like. yeah, yeah yeah you could really see the relationship yeah. there yeah um and it's kind of funny because i've always like looked at Kiefer and been like i don't see it right you know it's like i can see it but i don't see it like right. he's very different looking but yeah this movie is definitely where it's all where you're like ah ah uh. I see. Yep, you're the dad. Yeah, when I was when I found out that they were related, I was like, "What? This guy's like got some kind of accent, and this and he and and Keither sounds totally American. What what are you talking about? Right? And and, and Donald is like very fun and and like humorous right. and like chatty, and then Kiefer is very quiet and, and mean. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Twenty four. <laughs> boom 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 boom. Um. So. Yeah, let's move on from Donald Southern, I guess. Yeah, oh, the other big one was uh, Carol O'Connor as, as yeah, General Colt. Yeah, I felt got, like uh, he was completely unnecessary for the... But he's like a comic relief character. But it's Archie. Yeah, it's Archie Bunker, man. Yeah, That's what got the asses Archie, in the seats. He's just being Archie Bunker, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's the, the mean... Well, not the mean, but he's the... Uh, the out of the wacky general general yeah <laughs> general Cole. yeah who who he finds out about uh kelly's heist plans while listening in on the radios and is like i'm gonna go steal this money from these boys after yeah. they steal the money yeah and so yeah that's that's the that's pretty much all he does is he just has a bunch of stupid throwaway scenes until the very end when he he finally goes to you know be the the final obstacle i guess you'll yeah. call him yeah <laughs> for the heist yeah it's and ridiculous. there's like obviously a lot of obstacles they come across but mm-hmm. uh it, i feel like we can go ahead and wrap up the synopsis the uh the bank they make it to the bank they get the money yep. with the help of the the nazi commander that's there 
and he gets uh, yeah he gets he gets an equal share and goes into hiding <laughs> or whatever so stupid yeah um and, yeah that's that's the other thing is kelly's big plan of stealing this money went from being like you know just the troop of like 10 of us right to well shit now there's like 30 people involved yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's still like a lot of money especially for that oh, time yeah. but it, it does get sub a million at, at, at some point <laughs> per per person per share right right <laughs> so uh yeah what uh you got i think i'll go ahead and do my closing statement if that's cool so i uh i think you know it's an all right movie i just i felt like there were some anachronisms to the period like i'm I, you know i'm pretty familiar with world war ii stuff just because i like history and uh it just there was some things that just didn't seem to fit um and and didn't vibe man it, yeah they were negative waves um so <laughs> <laughs> but I, I did i did feel like the acting troupe had great chemistry and there was some interesting stuff in there like the the barbara joke for private uh babra that, that was fun throughout gene Col- collins plays uh, joe it's Barbara. <laughs> Joe, could you stop calling me Barbara? That's your name, isn't it? But it's Barbara. <laughs> but my name, that's it. But my name's Barbara. Right. And there are like so, a lot of zany characters in it. And I just, like, I feel like it wasn't funny enough to for me to watch it as a comedy, you know? And yeah. Yeah. so for that reason, it just, it just felt wrong a little bit but i still give it a full face and you know for uh uh you know for cinema value kelly's heroes is kind of was at the time at least considered a great movie so i think yeah yeah. i think it's it's worth watching for that reason well it's like i feel like back then it was of the idea that it's like it was too big to fail you know it was like so many stars you got archie bunker clint eastwood telly savalas like all these henry dean stanton is in it as well which my brother reminded me i forgot he was in it but it's like you have all these big names and it's just like there's no way it could be boring you have all these big names in it but no in my opinion it's a little boring um you know it's an hour and a half movie two hours i can't i think it's under it's way under two hours but it's close to an hour and a half and an hour of it just kind of feels like walking through nowhere yeah i don't care yeah as you can tell and, we didn't put that part yeah. in the synopsis <laughs> yeah yeah there's there's literally just a lot of walking and going places i did it's, like it's, the minefield care. scene the minefield scene was the most you know actual mm. war-esque scene that that happened in the movie right right they lose a couple of the yeah. guys because they stepped on mines and then they very very slowly traverse the minefields and don ripples right. is the only one that it, that they're making carry the minigun and it's huge yeah and he's like freaking out <laughs> because he's worried he keeps on where he's gonna drop it on a mine or something right uh, yeah, he's the one who's like mostly affected by it, or everybody else is just like, yeah, this is just part of being in the field. Right, like, you right. know, they they're all scared, but right. they're not as freaked out like he is because he he is used to being in a in an office. He he runs some yeah. sort of office that, uh, where where things like uh, things that have been looted from the Germans have been taken to. Yeah. Like, there's a Nazi flag laying behind him. 
<laughs> in the yeah. in the, his openings. Actually, in most of his scenes until they go out into the field. <laughs> it's a little questionable. Yeah, uh, but, but no, you know like, they would have taken the flags. I, that's that's something that they would have right. done. So that part at least, I yeah. But did we need to see it in the American cinema? No, not really. No, not really. But it, it it's fine. As a movie, it's fine. I like the third act a lot. Like, I remember the third act almost like, you know, I could I could recreate that scene, I think. Right. Um, right. If I was given the money and told, how, you know, told how to do it and everything, I'd be like, yeah, I could probably make this scene happen. Gotcha. Um, just because I watched it a lot and it's the most fascinating scene in the movie. Because, <laughs> you know... And as it should be, if 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 you're gonna have a heist movie, the heist should be the most fascinating part of it. Yeah. So I will credit it for that. It did the right job. The problem is, it was the most fascinating part because the rest of it's boring. So a reminder: I'm grading on a five star scale now because I have a blog. If you want to go down to Green Traveler Reviews four.wordpress.com or something like that. <laughs> You'll find my blog. I have a blog there. Yeah. Because of that blog, I, I changed to a five-star review. It's a long story. Anyways, out of five stars, two and a half. Well, there you go. Right down the middle. There you go. Well. Right down the middle. Right down the middle there. That just means it's okay. We'll be talking about some Brits after the soda pop break. This is a terrible oh, will, accent. Oh, will. Uh, huh? It is? It is? All right. We'll be right back. Okay. I love you. Okay, I think we can be back now. If you're ready. Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. I'm always ready. Uh, I wasn't quite We're ready. Tumming, tumming to you. Tumming to you. Coming We're coming to you with... Uh, <laughs> With a movie that Alec Guinness is actually proud of. Yeah. <laughs> Bridge on the River Kwai. Yeah, yeah. You made me laugh at I that assume joke he's proud of it. Last time. I don't know if he actually is. This. Maybe he's not. Oh, I guess we didn't watch this together. But you, you made that joke when I came over to watch Kelly's Heroes. And I also yeah. laughed. So, good joke. Good job. Yeah, if you don't know Alex, Alec Guinness, Obi-Wan Kenobi... Uh, he didn't really care about Star Wars and or care for Star Wars yeah. uh, to start with, at least. Yeah. Maybe later on in life, I don't know. But well, uh, it's pretty you know, funny he's... because the on IMDb, <laughs> the headshot they used of him is definitely Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, and I know man, that's awful. I know he did not like being Obi Wan Kenobi. No, he didn't, and, and it's sad because it's his most famous role. Yeah. Everybody knows him as Obi Wan. Um, and you know, I don't know how many people have seen Bridge on the River Kwai, but you should. If it's, you like Obi Wan, you uh, should. He is super good in it. He really is. Yeah. Uh, Colonel Nicholson. There is some controversy to his character, but there we'll really talk about is. That later. But I also really like his character. Like I, 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 I just I understand him. You know, and yeah. um, <clears throat> he's very very British. <laughs> very British. <laughs> But, uh, anyhow, he's really not, you know, like, it, when the movie begins, you're not sure that he's going to actually be the main character, because yeah. you start off with Shears, uh, William Holden's character, uh, with, yeah. he, he's one of the few Americans in, uh, the show, and he is working at this prison camp. So, the, uh, what, another thing that I really liked about these two suggestions is that it was two different parts of the war. 
Like yes. you had the Western Front, and this was in in the Pacific. This was the Pacific part of the yeah. war. I don't actually remember where Kwai is, but that's fine. Um, I mean, it is in I think Japan. Well, I think it's uh, Thailand. Thailand. It's in Thailand. Yeah, I, I because I'm pretty yes. sure it was one of the uh, places that Japan was trying to expand yeah. to. They want to make a, a, a rail bridge connecting mm-hmm. Bangkok and Rangoon. That's right, and um, they mm. <laughs> crab Rangoons. <laughs> mm, now I'm hungry. <laughs> uh, well, I want a Bangkok so. Anyhow, uh, hey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that that's what the um the colonel there uh uh colonel uh Saito mustard. No. Oh. That was in Wait, what was that? Clue. Yes. But oh, mustard, there's a yeah. detective mustard in something that I just watched and I was like, wait, <laughs> we can watch that together. Um okay. Is he French? No, he's he's a, an American dumbass cop actually. Um oh, so Sisu Hayakawa plays uh uh Colonel Saito and he runs the camp and uh we don't actually get to know him right away but he uh he, it he has been tasked with making this railroad bridge and he's yeah. and, and yeah. also to use the prisoners of war to make that happen. And, and you find out too later on down the line that if he does not complete this bridge, right. he must kill himself. Right, so, uh, seppuku, yeah, uh, which was yes. still very popular at the time. Uh, and uh, some people who throw out theories as to why Japan lost their side of the war, uh, well, part mm. of it was because a lot of their officers killed themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah when they failed missions it doesn't help when your leaders are all disappearing yes yeah yeah um but it there also was uh a lot of rivalry uh in in inside each of their military um complexes and between like the different departments yeah. and stuff so um yeah it, there, there was a lot of reasons why their empire probably wasn't going to work out very well. Yeah, but it's a very fascinating um, subject, honestly, yes, to like yeah, look into. Um, but and I think you get a lot cheers. of that in, in this character in Saito. Oh yeah, because you see a lot of that um, through his conversations with uh, Colonel Nicholson, played by, again by Alec Guinness. Yeah, um, you get a lot of that that. Um, the cultural weight, I guess. Right, yeah, right. Like what, there, what, what is expected of, of them in a war. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of comparison of what mm-hmm. honor means between the, the, the two of them. The British ideals yeah. of it and the Japanese ideals of it. And uh, right. C- Colonel Saito, the way he looks at it, uh, Nicholson is without honor because he surrendered. Period. Yeah. And, and the only way you can he can get his honor back is by fighting it to his death, basically. Yes, yes. Like, and you know what? He does kind of, and uh, they grow respect of. through that. Um, but anyhow, back to Shears. Shears is a mm-hmm. grave digger. 
uh, for the um, camp and is constantly burying people because Saito is overworking them and they're getting sick uh, by, you yeah. know, uh, diseases that are. Re- uh, and and Shears has even uh, impersonated an officer so that he right. should have been out of that kind of work. He should um, have, yes. Because the, the Geneva Convention, the Geneva Convention. Um, prevents le- um, officers from. Right. Um, right. Rules committing of work war. while they're. The most yeah, absurd. Yeah concept that yes i've ever heard of and saito agrees um but <laughs> shears uh watches nicholson uh march his brigade into the camp as proudly as they can they're all in pretty much disrepair uh you know half yeah. half starved some of them and they're whistling you know the, the yeah yeah Yep. And anyhow, they come into the camp and yeah, they, they immediately Saito's like, you're all going to work. You're all going to work, including your officers alongside them. And Nicholson comes up with his pamphlet on the Geneva Convention. He's like, uh, officers are, are not supposed to do manual labor according to yeah. the Geneva Convention. And you, you're very welcome to co- uh, uh, you know, uh, study my copy of it. And Saito takes it and <laughs> just like throws it. And he's like, fuck you, you dishonorable shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said, no, stop like, being lazy, I, I... you will work. And Sarah was sitting That's next to me, is. and she's like, yeah, I kind of agree. What, what the fuck? <laughs> I agree, too. Like, his, his whole fight, Colonel Nicholson's whole fight at the beginning of this movie, yeah. like, he refuses, like, one, he wants better conditions for his men. Right. Yada, yada. Uh, but also, he's just like, he refuses to work because officers are supposed to work, you know, and, and the mm-hmm. Geneva, like, by the Geneva Convention, boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo. Right. I shouldn't have to do this. And, and he keeps putting, don't getting know, put into a... The Geneva Convention... Was something that the Allies, uh, and and they might have had the Axis powers in there for World War One. I. I don't remember, but <laughs> they, you know, all made these agreements on these rules after World War One because it was such a dirty fight. So these rules right. are honestly only like thirty years old, if that. Yeah. And, and like whether or the not fact, they're respected, obviously yeah, the, the fact Axis that, weren't respecting them. <laughs> yeah, the fact that Nicholson expects this far eastern country to respect that when I'm pretty yeah. sure they were not involved in the meeting beforehand. I, <laughs> let me, no, I don't think yeah, they were. I'm going to do a quick Google on that, but I'm pretty sure Japan yeah. was not a part I'll, of the Geneva Convention. I feel like most of Asia was left out of the first... <laughs> Yeah, so it, they did apparently sign in 1929, um, but they failed to ratify it. I'm not sure what exactly that means, but in 1942, they indicated that they would observe the rules, and that's obviously after World War II. Right, yeah. Okay, but the yeah, original so like, convention... It, it is fascinating, but... The original convention was... Uh, outlined in 1907 uh so i'm actually not sure 
probably like after the Japanese Russo War. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So I'd I'd like to actually do more research on that sometime. But anyhow, yeah. I just I just don't no, see how they expect this country that really has in the past kind of been left behind and kicked in the dirt to follow these rules that these right. Europeans made up. Yeah, it, it's it's all very silly, and I agree with your wife completely because that's that was my thought process too. Is like I respect Nicholson's stand. Yeah, I, I respect his his you know the strength he and and con- like will that he puts into this. But <clears throat> I was also just like, you lazy fuck, just get out there and work with your men. Like, yeah, they're being forced to do this. Like, right? You like you can fight for them, yes, but stop fighting for yourself to not have to work. It's yeah, just so yeah, sad. it was weird. And you know, there were several other officers that worked under the colonel, but uh, yeah, it 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 does seem like a strange law. It's an elitist law for sure. Oh yeah, and yeah. um, but. The way that this movie pans out, uh, eventually the colonel has is is forced to agree with uh, Nicholson to not make the the officers work uh, because his people keep on sabotaging the work. Yeah, uh, and in the meantime, Nicholson's people. yeah, Nicholson's people, the British. In the meantime, yeah. Nicholson is being basically held in in this oven uh that's what they call it it's you know isolation it's isolation box box that's all metal so it getting beat down by the uh taiwanese sun and um yeah he his officers are in in another uh box as well and so after almost being starved and baked to death Uh, see, uh, Saito agrees to not work the um, <clears throat> officers so that the work could continue. And then, yeah, what I was trying to get at is that at that point, the officers start taking over the engineering of the bridge. They're, yeah, they're yeah. like, and, and that kind of seemed like, okay, Nicholson, it, it's not that he was, he's opposed to work. He's like, you just got to mm-hmm. use your resources right, dude. And <laughs> yeah, he, he's yeah, he, he's very proud of British intelligence. And yes. The way he's thinking about it is his thought process as he puts forth to his men is that this isn't a bridge built during war. This is, a you know, I mean, that's all it is. It's, sorry, right. it's, it's a bridge built during world war. 40, 50 years from now when the war is over with, he wanted people to be able to look back and be like, those British, they were so damn intelligent and hardworking. Yeah. They put up a bridge that's still lasting, still standing, still yeah. strong. British yeah. ingenuity. Right. Like, right. he wanted to tout British British right. he, mentalism. He you know, wanted to he find a victory for his men in defeat. <clears throat> and, it, yeah. and he put his whole heart into the project. And it was it was really interesting, and you know, there's a lot of things. Yeah. His his engineers pointed out a lot of things that were wrong with the, uh, the yeah. location <laughs> alone of where they were putting it. Yeah, and, they, they forced them to move it yeah, down the river, yeah. <laughs> and and basically they teach them uh 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 what's what's the term? It's not order of operations. That's mathematics, but. Um, assembly line. They basically teach them that. Oh how, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, how to work more effectively. 
<clears throat> and and you know i don't like, know if that is kind of i mean <sighs> that's where the controversy yes, comes in yeah that's um nicholson's character a lot of people thought um it undermined the actual actions of british officers at that time yeah. um, because there's a lot of you know that that bridge was built by mm-hmm. um forced manual labor by prisoners of war right and and those prisoners fought tooth and nail against it they didn't they didn't give in and make a better bridge they sabotaged it all the way through right um and and there there are some historians who thought this movie completely undermined that and and you know and you know i can i can understand you know as as, historically it is a a little disappointing in that regard yeah but I think as a character focus, I mean, and still it's a lot of the historical aspects are, are true. I thought the character focus is great. Yeah. Like, as yeah. we've been saying, it's like, it's really fascinating to watch these two colonels butt heads. Yeah, it was. And then there's the American guy. Uh, yeah. Who kept getting boring so, every time they came back to him. Yeah. Toward, <laughs> toward uh, the beginning of Nicholson's revolt, Shears escapes along with a couple of other people and escape like they don't. They don't keep guards or anything because escaping from this small island is supposedly impossible. Right. You're in the midst of a thick ass jungle. Right. Right. And, um, and and, you know, there's probably dangerous creatures in the water outside the island. Right. As well as diseases and dehydration and all that stuff. But uh, Sears manages to get out again by impersonating. uh, this time a Japanese officer uh, or yeah. or at least uh, 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 army person soldier that's yeah. the word <laughs> <laughs> an army person <laughs> so uh, yeah he makes it back to uh, somewhere I'm not sure where he's at he's at it's a, a British area. he's a British. British it's at a British controlled hospital at the very least with, yeah, with the help yeah. of some uh, villagers that he comes across that are upset with uh, the Japanese, um, you know, invasion and whatever. Right. And there is these intelligence officers there. Um, is Major Warden one of them? Or is... I can't remember... I know James Donald, or yeah, James Donald playing Major Clipton is one of them. Okay. I think. Okay, yes, but the main one is Jack Hawkins. Um and he Yes. He yeah, uh, photo. he likes to blow stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> and he wants to blow up the bridge that they're building, uh, because, you know, that that's just kind of what he does as a spec ops kind of guy. And he's yeah. trying to recruit Shears into it because he ha- he knows the lay of the land better than anybody else. Uh, Shears is like, okay, but uh, I'm not Shears. I just pretended. I, I to just be. escaped from there. First yeah. of all, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> first of all, I don't want to go back. And he's like, I, I'm 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 impersonating an officer. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, we knew that, <laughs> and and we don't care. Uh, but and also, but you know, your people do don't care in quotes. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. But your people do, so you can either go back to them and face, uh, you know, court martial in prison, or you can do this mission with us. <laughs> yeah, like and at we'll first, give he... you the title of major. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I like how Warden 
you know, just he comes up with him, like it comes up to him really just trying to be really nice guy about it and trying to get yeah. him to join up. And also like uh, Shears almost gets killed by these other commandos practicing. And when they find out yeah. that he wasn't part of the exercise, they're like, oh, dear Lord, me, I am so apologetic and whatnot. Here, give me your hand. Get off the ground, sir. You know, whatever. And <laughs> that that cracked me up a lot. Yeah, that was good. He, you know, eventually he and a couple other people agree to take this mission. It's really hard to get there. There's a whole bunch of like talk about the unexpected because nothing ever goes exactly as planned. And um, <clears throat> anyhow, they get there um, and they go to blow up the bridge and somehow uh, be. Alec Guinness's character, Colonel Nicholson, he sees all the wires yeah, yeah. and stuff in place. And he's like, Colonel Saito, there's something wrong here. Like he wants to protect yeah, his bridge so bra- badly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah. He points out where these people who are his allies are, you know, mm-hmm. camping out and, and gets them killed by doing so. Uh, and, you know, the the spec ops group has to you know speed up their attack but the uh, there's this kid i forget his name that went on the 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 trip with them it might be captain reeds i don't have a picture for him but he there's they keep on coming back to him having to use his knife to kill and they're like uh, you know oh yeah you never know until the moment comes but he had, he uses that to kill Saito, and that was you know I thought that arc was interesting, but right then Alec is like, "What have I done?" Because the kid gets killed, and yeah he uh he realizes that he fucked up an operation that you know was for the good of that cause that he was originally fighting for, exactly. And then Warden shoots this like frag shell or something yeah a mortar um, yeah a mortar and it it i thought the effect especially on my tv was pretty good his hat gets yeah, blown off yeah. this being uh uh alec guinness's and you can see where part of his scalp is missing um yeah and he uh you know he he stumbles towards the plunger and as he falls and dies he sets off the explosion and the bridge is almost gone. like accidentally too, like oh, his, yeah. his fall. Yeah. It, I, and it's it, perfect. It was a great, uh, performance by Alec Guinness for yeah, sure. It's really good. Um, and, and the explosion itself is good too. Yeah. Like you see the explosion, you probably see the train coming, uh, fall off. <laughs> yeah. And probably, yeah. <laughs> and the train too. Yes. Like, you know, I'm sure they, they, I mean, maybe they use something. A yeah. Or something, it but, might, yeah. It might've yeah. been something, uh, a scale perspective kind of thing, but yeah, they crash a train and uh, yeah, that that's, that's another thing. They wanted to do it at a specific time when the train was there yeah. to get maximal, uh, maximum, damage to uh, the japanese cause exactly so i think it's we're ready movie, for closing man. statements yeah. for it yeah i i i love it like it, it's fascinating i don't usually like war movies they're they're like spy movies my brain just shuts off i don't like the but unlike spy spy is it shuts off more because of the convolution like right, I, I feel like right. it's overly convoluted and i get lost in it 
war movies i just don't like war i don't like sure, sure. you know the thought process of like this thing sucks i gotta kill you because that sucks yeah like jesus just talk it out man <laughs> like for the love of god yeah. why can't we just sing kumbaya around a campfire yeah and we're, we're all gonna die anyways we all have like 70 years let's make it 70 good years for everybody and stop fucking attacking you people. my gourd god Ooh. makes me mad <laughs> but no this is a good war movie i like it i like alec guinness a lot um, yeah, you know he's great in this role, and so out of out of five stars, I would give it four. Oh wow, yeah, I think that's pretty good. I give it one hundred percent a full face. I really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, like it it's not going to be one that I return to over and over again, but I will recommend it. I think that this is a, a this is a really good picture of the genre, uh, especially at the time period that is. Um, it, it's it's really close to when the war ended, really. It's only, like, been, I don't know, 15 years. So it, it is fresh in these actors and the audience's mind at the time. So I, I think, and for that reason, it's very interesting. Though, you know, I do think for also at the time, the war elements were kind of muted because people did not want to see gore in film at the, at the time. Right. Uh, so for that and, reason... And, you know, I will say it's... It's like a, a sad kind of applause for it, but it's like they do have Japanese actors playing yeah. the Japanese yeah, roles. They do. There's no yellow face, and, to my knowledge. And, and, and very so, like, shortly after, you know, many of these people yeah. were probably interned in, in, in the camps. And by the way, I'm doing a show on that right now at the uh, Musical Arts Center in Bloomington. Uh, I don't know if we'll get this up in time for you to go and see it because it's only got two showings. Uh, this Friday and Saturday night being uh, the uh, being today, um, <laughs> the second and tomorrow. So you probably won't be able to see it, but it's a brand new show and hopefully it gets to go off and have a run somewhere else. Um, but it, it has been very interesting and I can't say that I've learned anything new from it, but you know, if you don't know very much about uh, the internment camps, I suggest, you know, checking this show out. Yeah. It's cool. It's good. Important. <laughs> All right. Did we do the show? Did you give it? A, yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think we're good. I think we're good. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, Bridge on the River Quiet wins. I think uh, so. Thank too. you, Brad. Yeah. Very good. Uh, to, I, I know. I know we uh, crapped on Kelly's Heroes a lot, um, but you know we we know you love it. We know why you love it. You know, it's it's all these people from your right. childhood. Please don't take away your patronage. <laughs> Yeah. No, he he explained it to me really well where it's just like he grew up with all these people as a kid. Right. And then this movie came out and it was like a big, you know, big big ado of like all these these childhood celebrities yeah. coming together, you know, yeah. it, was, it was a big moment for him. So it's just like I understand, I get it. Um River Quiet, great fucking slush. It, we're uh, we're looking forward to seeing what you what you put yeah, forth next month. For sure. So, uh, once again, we want to thank Brad for becoming a patron and for his suggestion. And, yeah, that's going to be the end of the show. (laughs) Indeed. I am the Green Traveler from Gourish. And I am the Faceless Leon. Safe travels and good night. Don't start World War III. (gasps) Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of FictionWorks 19. Are you a fan of the show? feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless.
Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe, or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.